change around my team, yeah, we off the leash. You could look us in the eyes and see we have peace. Black and gold, that's the colors when we go to war. When we step up on that field, you go hear my roar. We them tiger cats, we them, we them tiger cats. We them tiger cats, we them, we them tiger cats. Yeah, nobody hitting harder. Better keep your guard up, cause with everything we drop, we can score it when we wanna. Welcome to Podsky Wee Wee. I'm Josh Smith. And I'm Mike Graham. Mike, uh, do you smell what The Rock is cooking? Because he's cooking up something with the CFL. We all smell what The Rock is cooking, I think. This is, I don't even know what what to say about this. This kind of took everyone for a loop, right? Like this CFL, XFL partnership, agreement, talking, I'm not even sure how to describe what this actually is is if that makes it just it kind of came out of nowhere did it not it did you know the, you know if you boil it down josh it's basically just we're talking about talking about talking <laughs> and baking cakes so that's that's the base that's like you know where you start out uh with this news is uh that, that's basically it so um i'm excited about cakes and i'm excited about talking I mean, if you've seen my body, you know that I definitely love some cake. Uh, but in all seriousness, the, the Let me tell you, since I quit smoking, uh, I've been gaining some pounds too. So yeah, eat, I enjoy eat, the cake as well. Eating some sweets to to get rid of the cravings. Yes, sir. That's yes, okay. Sir. I'd rather have a fatter mic than a cancer-ridden mic. But that, yeah, we're starting yeah. to sound really morbid. So let's just jump <laughs> into this. The CFL and the XFL, which, as we all know, was bought at a bankruptcy uh, what about eight months ago or so uh, by. Chiefly, the, the the number one guy that we'll, we'll know from this is Dwayne The Rock Johnson, have reached some sort of agreement where they're going to work together. This is a direct quote from what I read. Uh, work together to identify opportunities for the leagues to collaborate, innovate, and grow the game of football. Uh, this caught, I would say, everyone off guard. And because we're going to just be littering this show with wrestling references, the speculation on this ran wilder than Hulkamania, Mike. People were wondering if this mm. meant the leagues, are they going to merge? Will the CFL change their rules? Are the Canadian rules out? Three downs gone, four downs in. What does this mean for the 2021 CFL season? There's just so much to unpack with this, and we really don't know anything if you read sort of the press release that the cfl let out it's kind of a like you said talking about talking about bacon cakes is kind of what randy ambrosi went on this media blitz and kept saying over and over again but if we can talk about something actually here i i had kind of two questions to kind of start the conversation off here the first one is if this wasn't the xfl because a lot of people have just been furious about this if this is not the xfl we're dealing with in those initials do you think fans would be as up in arms as they are right now, because a lot of the talk around this has been has been negative, I think it would be fair to say. And I asked this question because we've seen the CFL partner up with a bunch of leagues around the world as part of Ambrosi's CFL 2.0 global initiative stuff. And while I will agree this feels like more than that, isn't it also possible that this is just 
the next extension of that. Like he's done deals with teams in Europe and in Central and South America. And obviously the, the, the big fish is the NFL, but that was obviously never going to happen. Well, now we have the XFL and that maybe that's a potential 2.0 partner. I don't know how that would work with the global stuff, but I just feel like this might be just some sort of larger extension of that. And secondly, would we even be giving this, this might, we're going to, we, we are doing a special episode, essentially. We, you and I, to give everyone a peek behind the curtain, we didn't have any plans to record anything this week, but this news drops and you and I, I, I text, I was like, you want to, you want to do something this week about it? And you're like, absolutely. And it, it leads me to the second question. So would we even be talking about this if it wasn't the XFL and if the rock wasn't involved. Like if Vince McMahon still owned the XFL, yeah, we probably would be. But what if some unknown, unnamed conglomerate purchased the XFL out of bankruptcy and they were having a conversation with the league? Like, and, and it wasn't the XFL. It was a, it was a different three initial football league. Like, would we be spending this much time? Would we be seeing this much interest in this story if it wasn't the rock and it wasn't the XFL? Yeah, I, I definitely don't think so. I think that, uh, you know, The Rock carries a lot of weight. Obviously, he's a very popular guy. He's one of the biggest movie stars in the world. Um, I'd argue the biggest. The I'd biggest. argue he's maybe yeah, the biggest entertainer that, in sure. the world. Yep. Um, and, you know, with all that fame comes, you know, possibilities. There's a lot of potential there in the XFL. And, you know, they, they've done a lot of uh, deals with leagues, you know, the Finnish league, the German league, whatever, whatever it is. But... Um, yeah, it, it's definitely different from that because with the XFL, um, you know, there's the possibility of playing those teams. You know, we're not going to join up with Finland and start playing them in an interlocking schedule and stuff like that. So, uh, I just think this is, as you said, it's, it's, it's different. Um, but we don't know anything about it. So, uh, the possibility is there for a merger. The possibility is there for a whole new league. Um, there's a ton of possibilities with this situation and, uh, you didn't have that with, uh, you know, the European leagues. Do you think this is the beginning of the end of Canadian football? I don't believe so. Um, it, there, this might be the beginning of, um, a new, it might be a new start for the league and a new start for a new league, but I don't think that you're just it's just going to completely disappear. Like I don't think that it's going to be four downs and a smaller field and, and all that stuff. I think there might be um some tweaks that maybe be made to the game if there is a full merger, uh, you know, if the teams are playing each other, but there's so many hurdles with that. Like if they're playing CFL football, then you have to change the size of the fields in the states and some of them won't even fit them. You know, the end zones won't be long enough, the field won't be wide enough. All that stuff, you know, there, there are just so many questions to be asked. And I just don't think I can give, like, really good answers right now because no one can. Would you agree that the initial sort of collective opinion on this was overly negative? Yeah, I would say there was more negative than positive. You know, there's a lot of fans that don't want any changes done to the CFL game. And I can understand that. I love I love three-down football. I, I love, like, 90% of the rules. I could get rid of the rouge, but uh, a lot uh -oh. of people uh -oh. love uh -oh. it, too. Uh-oh, so. uh-oh, yeah. You just triggered yeah. a bunch of listeners. That's okay. That's fine. That's fine. I am not a fan of the rouge, and I don't care. Who knows it? But uh, but pretty much basically every other single rule 
I, I enjoy. I enjoy the special teams in the CFL much more than in the American game. There's a lot more opportunities there for excitement. Um, you know, I, the the big thing is the three down, four down stuff. Um, what do you think about like would would you be okay if the CFL went to four downs with all the other rules intact still? I mean, probably. Like, yeah. My gut reaction when this news came out was to also be negative. Like, why why are we doing this? And then that was what Wednesday, I think this was announced. Yeah, I think it was Wednesday. And then. I kind of sat on it and thought about it because I knew we were going to record. And I was like, okay, what don't I like about this? And then I realized we don't know what this is, so I'm not going to worry about it. But then, of course, where's the fun in not speculating what could change and what might stay the same? Mm-hmm. And I don't remember where I saw the tweet, but I saw someone tweet out that what, why do we think that a league like the XFL, which has embraced changes to the games in both of its iterations, wouldn't embrace adding Canadian elements. Like what's to say they don't play three down ball. What's to say they don't find a way to get bigger field. You know what I mean? Like what is the, the only thing I could think of that would be difficult with the Amer like the XFL because of the fields they'll use adapting to the Canadian game would be the goalpost at the front of the end zone. Because mm-hmm. I don't know of very many fields in the States that would have that. You know what I mean? Um, but to answer your question, like at first I was always I was I was thinking like, no, if they fundamentally change the CFL, then it's just a, a feeder league for the NFL, and I don't care about that, and I won't watch it. But then I started thinking, well, I don't know if I would because I've never had the opportunity to watch quote unquote minor league football, which a four down CFL or four down amalgamation of whatever the CFL and the XFL could become would kind of be if there was four downs, you know what I mean? So, Mm. but I've also like, yeah, Hamilton has, you know, minor league hockey. I don't really like hockey, so it doesn't really do anything for me. They have super minor league baseball. Like, I don't even know if it's considered minor league. Not a huge baseball fan, so I don't really watch that. But I mean, they do have a lower tier soccer league that I'm not even the world's biggest soccer fan. And I'm a season ticket holder and went to every game in their inaugural season, watched every game they played out in PEI this year got super excited earlier today when they announced that they're adding a ninth team for uh, potentially in Saskatoon. So it's like, I have sort of embraced minor league soccer. Would I embrace a four down minor league version of, of CFL with their loving football and with there being a team in town? I probably would. Now, my question to that is, do people think if would the switch to four downs, which I don't think fundamental, like it would change the game in, in, a lot of ways, but I mean, a lot of the players who play in the CFL play four down football growing up. So it wouldn't be that much of a difference. I mean, what, what, what would be the worst thing that happened? Less punting and more scoring. Like that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but then I just wonder if the goal of this is to grow the league, becoming NFL light won't work. Never has. Didn't work in the States with the XFL, the USFL, the AAF, the, However many, the UFL, there's been so many failed American leagues that are that are littered with guys that played in the NFL, guys that were stars in college, that played in the spring and in the summer that no one cared about because it wasn't the NFL. So if, if the idea of adopting some American rules and getting some, rid of some of the quirkier Canadian rules will expand this game mm-hmm. into the U.S. and become a bigger game, 
I'm not necessarily sure that that's going to be the case. Yeah, I'm not sure either. It's uh, there's yeah, there's so many questions to be unpacked. I mean, four down. To me, if if there's a team called the Hamilton Tiger Cats in a league, playing you know, same logo, same everything, I'm I'm going to be cheering them on. Yeah. So, um, obviously, I want I want our game to be you know if not the exact same, um, very similar. But I can't say that I'd walk away from the game if it was four downs, and uh, and and all the other same rules were still in in the game. So um, it's it just a very it's a very exciting time to be a CFL fan. Like this news coming out has really made me um, excited. Uh, I think it's the most exciting news that's came out of the CFL in a long, long time. But is there a reason to be excited? I just don't know right now. Is there any rule change they would make that would be a bridge too far for you? Like if they change one thing, is there, is there one rule in the CFL that you're like, no, if, if it's, if this isn't here, the CFL is not the CFL anymore. Uh, it would be a combination of things. I think it would be, if they took away the three downs, if it was, uh, um, you know, American size fields, if they took away those two things. Um, you know, it would be tough for me to really get into it because, like you said, it would just feel like NFL junior. Yeah, and again, we don't know what that looks like from our perspective. We've never had, like, we've always championed and CFL fans always championed that this is not a lesser league to the NFL. It's a different league. And, you, you know, your mileage with that will vary, but it's not entirely inaccurate. If it becomes 100-yard field, 10-yard end zones, no motion, no Canadian ratio, four downs, 40-second play clock, you know what I mean? Like if it mm-hmm. – but my, my concern with it becoming that is lessened because that's not what the XFL was. The XFL had three-point uh, conversions. Like the XFL I, – I don't think you, you partner with a league like the XFL without the XFL knowing that they – like to experiment and that this game played at its best is really exciting football. And the only way you're going to attract an audience in the States with something that's not the NFL football wise is with something that's different. You cannot beat the NFL or even compete with the NFL or even come close to competing with the NFL. If you're just their game with lesser players. I said that when the XFL 2.0 launched, last year. And I know a lot of people are like, why would the CFL want to partner with a league that failed twice? I don't think the XFL fails a second time. If the pandemic doesn't hit, I think they were doing decent TV numbers. I think people who watched it were enjoying it. I think it it was what it was. I think it would have survived quite frankly. Um, But I always said that the XFL or any football league that springs up in the United States that wants to be lesser than the NFL can't just be the NFL with players that couldn't crack NFL rosters because we've seen that most American sports fans don't want to watch outside of watching college sports and really only college football and college basketball don't want to watch lesser versions of their game. Yeah. If, if that league is the best league in their sport in their country, they'll watch it like MLS. If it's not, they don't care. You know what I mean? So the XFL forcing in this collaboration, American rules onto the CFL to make this work. I don't necessarily think that that's going to be coming. Like there could be some changes, maybe four downs is a change. 
maybe the yard off the ball is a change. Like there, there could be some things that that change the game. But and I think Bob Young said it at one time they didn't let the, you throw the ball forward in football. Mm-hmm. And and could you imagine if the game was still played like that because people were so staunch in we can't change the game. And that's another thing too when it comes to this is there's so many people out there that recognize and agree. The CFL has to do something if they want to be sustainable, if they want to become a viable money-making operation, are the same people that are saying, if they change one goddamn thing in this, I'm out. It's How does that – like, you can't have it both ways. So, again, we don't know where this is going to go. We don't know what this could be. We don't know how closely tied these leagues are going to be. I suspect there will be some changes with the game, um, but I don't necessarily think that they'll be so – such big change that things will be unrecognizable. And if all of that comes out of this is we get the three point conversion in the Canadian league, I'm all for it. Cause I absolutely love that innovation in the XFL. Yeah. I thought that was all right. Um, but yeah, I just, I just don't think that all the owners in the CFL would sign off on completely changing the game because even though, um, you know, it's three down football and all the rules and the CFL isn't very popular with the younger fans, um, they still have a lot of fans uh, of this league in this country, and they would be losing a large amount of them if they just completely changed the game. So yeah, yeah. And uh, they, and, I, I don't think they're going that way. And they wouldn't, because here's the thing. I don't care what anyone says. If there's people out there that don't like the CFL, and I've said this time and time again, that's fine. You don't have to be a CFL fan. I'm not telling you to like what I like. Whatever. Those people that say, oh, I don't like the CFL because it's not the NFL, aren't going to adopt the CFL or the CFL-XFL amalgamation if the CFL just becomes the NFL, like, the NFL on a smaller scale. You know what I mean? Like, you're mm-hmm. not... If the, if the goal of this is to attract new fans to make new fans, becoming the minor leagues for the NFL is not going to convert those people who don't watch already to watching. You're right. All it's going to do is alienate the ones that watch this game because of this game. You and I are, are very similar in the respects that we just like watching football, college football, NFL, CFL. It doesn't really matter. I watched the XFL when it was on last year. It doesn't yep. really matter to you and I. We'll watch football if it's on. Some we pay more attention to, like you and I pay more attention to the CFL. I think I pay a little more attention to the NFL than you do, but you pay a little more attention to college football than I do. So it's like we we both like the game. So to me, if the game changes We'll probably still be around. We'll probably still be doing the podcast. We'll, if, like you said, if there's a Hamilton Tiger Cat still playing, we're still going to be invested. But you will alien if you change the game on a massive level. You are going to alienate certain segment of the fan base that will say like that only watch the Canadian version of football. And if you get rid of that, you're going to get rid of a huge selection of your fan base. And you're not going to replace them with new fans. I don't think I don't think there's really anything, as sad as this is to say, that the CFL can do to convert non-fans, the ones that are just like, oh, the CFL sucks, the players mm-hmm. suck, all that, you know, the same BS that you and I have been hearing our entire lives about the league. I don't think anything's going to change those people's opinions and bringing them into the game. So I, I think being different and and attracting fans that are into something different, I think is, is the way to go. And I think partnering with a, with a league like the XFL that has shown, even though this is a different type of leadership has shown their willingness to embrace something new, you know, I think could be something that could inject some new life into the Canadian football league. Yeah. I think that too. That's why I was so excited when I first heard this news. I mean, you always, I always wanted the league to grow, to be bigger. 
Um, and if there is a merger coming down the pike, then the league will be larger and it will be bigger. You know, it'll be like 17 teams or something like that. So yeah. um, that's exciting to me. But you got to be careful where you're picking. I mean, there are some markets that I've seen in the States that I think will, um, you know, support non-NFL football. And a couple of them would be St. Louis because they're mad at the NFL. Um, San Antonio has been pretty good with like AAF and um, I can't remember if there's an XFL team there or not. Um, and Seattle, Seattle seems to support any sport that. Yeah, Seattle's a really good sports city. city, eh? Yeah, like they, they, the Sounders and the MLS, like they're, I've seen some of their games and it's packed in yep. that stadium. Maybe not fully packed, but there's good crowds there. So, um, there's some markets that could be, I think, could work. Um, that being said, there's some markets that I don't think they should go into, uh, because I think that it's been, it's been, Attempted there many times and uh, has failed miserably. Yeah, New over York and over again. I think New York, yeah. Chicago, and Los Angeles. Like if the XFL is going to put teams, like where were they last time? There was a team in Washington, I think, uh, Houston. Like I think uh, you you mentioned Houston. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, I, Texas is never a bad idea. Um, I think San Diego, uh, after losing a charge, like places where there isn't a massive NFL presence, I think can work. Um, but the other thing too is, if if let, let, let's go on the wild of the wildest of wild scenarios where this is a these two leagues come together, we're going to have seventeen teams, nine in Canada, eight in the U.S., and this is a massive success. Let, let's go on. Let's let's work on the positives here. Massive success. They're making boatloads of money. You know what that also does? That Atlantic Schooners franchise becomes a thing. We get a ten team quote unquote CFL. They expand more in the United States. All of a sudden, you're looking at like a 20-team league. That's not necessarily that. One, what's one of the again? What's one of the criticisms we hear about the CFL? Oh, there's only nine teams and six make the playoffs. Ha ha ha. That's yeah. you know what I mean. Yep. Again, I don't think we're converting new fans who hate the CFL, but I mean, you make it look like more of a professional league, and maybe some of those people do convert. Yeah, it's pos- and there's other possibilities as well. As well, a video game. Yep. Um, if, if you have the XFL and the CFL combined, if you have that, um, all those teams from the XFL, you have the American market. Yep. You know, it, I'm pretty sure the only reason why there's not a CFL video game is because it will only sell in Canada. Mm-hmm. And the, the number of copies that, you know, Canadians buy wouldn't be worth um, all the money they put into it. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of opportunities if, they, if this thing goes through. And you cannot underplay the role that Dwayne Johnson plays in this. He is a guy that can open doors. He he didn't buy the XFL for it to fail. Like, he's not a dumb businessman. And the guys that own CFL teams are not dumb businessmen. And he's got a a venture capitalist firm behind him in this XFL purchase that he only spent 15, they only spent $15 million to buy the league. Like, that's not a whole lot of money. He wouldn't have bought this if he didn't think that there was some viability to it. And you bring, you're going into meetings in the U.S. and you're Wade Miller and Scott Mitchell. No offense to Wade Miller and Scott Mitchell. And people go, we don't know who you are. You walk into a meeting room and The Rock is there. That opens yeah. a lot of doors. The Rock has a great relationship with NBC. He's got that that show, The Titan Sports. I think it's called Titan Games or whatever it is. Um, he's got his his young Rock sitcom that's doing big numbers on NBC. 
could this lead to the CFL maybe being on some NBC stations? Like, I think they have a sports network in the States, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like, think it's shutting down, though. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Down. Well, then maybe there's a streaming platform out there that they can... Like, there's... Mm-hmm. there's Having The Rock on your side in some of these things is definitely not a bad thing. He opens doors that maybe you couldn't open yourself. He definitely has. And, you know, that leads me to my bozo of the week. Um, All the things you just said were correct. You know, The Rock is a huge star and he will open doors. But I watched an interview with Gary Lawless. I think it was on the Rod Peterson show. Um, Well, there was uh, your first mistake. Yeah, <laughs> it popped up on my timeline. It was like a thirty-second clip, so I yeah. watched it, and uh, and um, yeah, he said that The Rock was one of the best marketers in the world. Now, The Rock is a very popular man, but I don't think has he marketed anything besides himself and the movies. Uh, he's got that tequila uh, company. Sure he's got that tequila. Yeah. Like- but again, that's his. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, that's a debatable point. I mean, he's he's good at social media. That's a debatable media. point. He's good right. at social yes, media. Okay. Yeah, but okay, so that may be a, a valuable, you know, a good point by Lawless Millie. But it was mostly the second point was that they're teaming up with one of the best brands in the world, the XFL. In what world what? is the XFL one of the best brands? I mean, and and I know last year was because of the pandemic, but this is a, a football league that's you know, gone under twice. Mm-hmm. It's not one of the best brands in the world. It's not, not even, even close. Freaking close. So just to to say that that's that's the reason why I'm handing out a bozo. And there could have been many bozos. Um, June Jones. Know, June Jones. It could have been one of him. Him. You know, just that he said like so a matter of factly that it, uh, the CFL is going to be four downs. Like it's gonna it's gonna happen. Like you don't know that. Okay. So just just settle down. But my <laughs> bozo of the week goes to Gary Lawless. Yeah, I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll buy The Rock as a great, maybe marketer's the wrong word, promoter. He is a tireless promoter. He promotes that TV show. He's got his brand of tequila. He promotes those movies. Seems like the guy never sleeps. He's got a massive social media following. Like he put out that tweet about, like that picture of him and the only picture that seems to exist of him in a Calgary Stampeders uniform. And that, that, that giant story about how he came to Calgary thinking he was going to become uh a star in the CFL and then go back to the NFL and, and win some Super Bowls. Now it didn't happen. And he got cut and Wally Buono cut him and $7 in his pocket. And you know, the, the whole origin story of the rock that I'm sure one day will be covered on the young rock TV show, which I do watch, which is nice. Have you watched any of it? It's kind of, it's kind of okay. I haven't seen it yet. No, nah, it's no. Not, you know what you might, there, there, there was one episode I want to say, I don't know if it was the second or third episode that dealt with like his grandmother running the wrestling promotion in Hawaii and they got like Andre the Giant and Randy Savage and his dad like it, it's I it, you know if you know about the rock story it's kind of fun and like the rock is he's like the rock's in it like he's does like voiceovers it's, it's oh, okay. almost like it's okay. almost like the wonder years for the rock's life right. so it's I, I don't know I've, I've enjoyed it so far I think it's a pretty good a, show a but, funny fact about uh oh, fuck I can't remember what the actual fact was, but something to do with his father in Nova Scotia. He might have been born in Nova yeah, Scotia. Born, yeah, that's Canadian. Yeah, yeah that's, Canadian. I didn't know that. I did not know that. So I've always, it'd be funny if, you know, The Rock, you know, has a hand in somehow bringing a football team to uh, Halifax. That would be pretty interesting. It would be. It'd be kind of full circle. I Well, I always like to go down the rabbit hole of the in the multiverse. If the CFL had the Canadian ratio rules and draft rules they have now, the Rock would have counted as a Canadian 
Mm. Would he have been cut by the Calgary Stamp? No, even more interesting, he would have been draft eligible. And the year he came out in the draft, you know who had the first overall pick? Tiger Cats? The Hamilton Tiger Cat. Dwayne the Rock Johnson might have been a Hamilton Tiger Cat. And he's wow. a Can- and he's a Canadian, so he gets a longer leash. Maybe he doesn't nec- he, he never gets into pro wrestling, never becomes the Rock, and none of like could you imagine? Like obviously, getting cut by the Stamps was the best thing that ever happened to him in his life because he's not who he is unless he doesn't play football anymore. He's got to go into wrestling, becomes the Rock, and you know, rocket ship up the ass, and he's you know the biggest star in the world. If he counts as a Canadian because of the current rules of the draft, and he's a Tiger Cat for a couple of years. Either maybe that gets delayed. Maybe maybe he becomes a star because they give him time to develop up here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's yeah. kind of crazy. He was, a good, to think. he was a very good college player. So yeah, he was. You know, like, I never mean, know. You don't get a scholarship to the University of Miami, especially in that time. But he was teammates yeah. with Warren Sapp for crying out loud. Like yeah, he, so yeah, I don't know. It's just a kind of funny uh, little rabbit hole that you can kind of travel down in your brain thinking about what could have happened if The Rock would have actually counted as a Canadian, and maybe none of this uh, ever happens. But uh, yeah. You never know. But what do you think about this, Josh? All right. Do you think there's a possibility that there's no CFL season this year and they just build up to a relaunch in 2022 of this new league? No. Do you think that's a possibility? I don't. Because I think if you do that, I think you're dead in the water. Two years without anything? Yeah. And and, he, and I, you bring that up, and this is where I kind of want to put a Ticats spin on, because, you know, we are a Ticats podcast after all, about this whole XFL stuff. Uh, Bob Young made some public comments. Uh, he was on the radio, but he sent uh, the thing I want to focus on is the sort of letter he public letter he sent out um, where he said, and this is a direct quote, while there was some interesting news today from the Canadian Football League office, rest assured that our singular focus right now is getting back on the field in 2021 and putting on the best Grey Cup in CFL history. Our commitment to our fans is that we will accomplish both. Bob Young doesn't make statements like this very often. He actually just came out maybe a week before this to kind of excoriate the uh, Canada soccer for their handling of when his forge will play TFC in the Canadian championship. And I don't want to get into the minutia of Canadian soccer because I know you're not a soccer fan, but Bob Young doesn't make statements like this without thinking about it very, very long and hard and without there being a reason for it. So it's kind of funny that he says, oh, there was some interesting news today from the league office, like doesn't mention what of, it was. But yeah, then, kind of booing it a little bit? Maybe, maybe a little bit. Like obviously he's on board because mm-hmm. The, com- the, mm-hmm. the league and the commissioner doesn't make statements like this without the owners being on board, but maybe he's less committed to this than some of the other or, owners or maybe are. He just wants, you know, the, he wants the fans to know that the focus is, yep, you know, exactly. bringing football to you in 2021, um, you know, CFL football. So, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think that uh, I don't think it'd be a good idea to just, you know, call it quits for 2021 and then gear up for the, you know, North American Football League or whatever the hell is going to happen. Um, I think they will be on the field this year and they will be, you know, vying for the Grey Cup. Well, and. Wade Miller said the same thing. I think he talked to Haji for three down and he asked him, will this have any impact on 2021? And Wade Miller flat out said no. So you got the guy that runs the bombers. You got the guy that owns the tie cats all kind of saying like, even I think Ambrosi came out and said, this won't affect 2021. This is about 2022 and beyond. So I think it's safe to say the goal is to play a Canadian football league season in 2021, whether it's a full 18 games and everything starts in May or, 
it's a shorter season that starts some sometime in the summer. I don't think, like you know, pandemic, you know, notwithstanding, I don't think we have to worry about the CFL not playing football this year, uh, and waiting for some sort of massive partnership relaunch between them and the XFL. Yeah, and it, it's interesting that the XFL is delaying their season in twenty twenty two. Yeah, that's kind of weird. But I you do know, wonder if that is that, that a money? Could that be a money thing? Could they make? Like yeah, they they bought that for fifteen. But but, but, they're, but they're these they're swooping in and saving the CFL, Josh. Oh, let's. Okay. How could they have money problems? <laughs> well, I, I mean, look. As much as I I love the Rock, I don't think the Rock has the net worth of any of the singular owners of any CFL team. Like the Rock's rich. Don't get me wrong. Bob Young's wealthy. Like there's a difference between there's there's levels to this and those people saying that he's swooping in and saving the league. Like what what was it? Pat McAfee said that. Mm. And I love Pat McAfee. I think he's hilarious. I think he's a great entertainer. He's not a newsman. Like, like people got all pissed off about what he had to say. And it's like, guys, uh, he's, he's providing content for the internet. Don't take it too, yeah. to heart. I'm pretty sure he knows there isn't a football team in Saskatoon. He Probably. just said, it's just a funny Saskatoon. name. Just a funny word. Yeah. yeah. So I it's like, it's like whenever that. you, do you watch ballers? Speaking of the rock, do you ever watch ballers? I did watch. I started watching the first season, and, and it was a good show. But I just, I, I you didn't fell out of it. Okay, but in the first season, do you remember when he's talking to someone and he's talking about uh, John David Rider. Washington's character, and he said like, "Oh, we'll ship his ass to Saskatchewan or something yeah. like that." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, like it, it, it it's a, it's a weird word. It's like when we talk about like Mississippi or like Timbuktu, like certain town names and and countries and stuff lake, it's, it's funny lake like yeah or like minnetonka in minnesota like that's not yeah. as like that Chappelle show joke about prince bathing in the waters of lake minnetonka isn't as funny <laughs> if it's not lake minnetonka like yeah some some yeah. places just sound funny like you're not going to say oh we'll ship his ass to hamilton hamilton's not a funny name it's a regular name saskatoon saskatchewan that's funny it is funny it is funny yeah i, I don't take anything you know I, i've watched pat too and i don't take anything he says too seriously because he, he, he's entertaining. Said, he's just, he's uh, meant to be entertaining. That's all it is. People yeah. like. Yeah. He doesn't know anything about the CFL, really. No. He's just. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. All right. Uh, I think that's enough XFL talk. I mean, we spent a half an hour talking about something that we have no information on, which is kind of impressive, quite frankly. Let's talk about it's, some actual is. CFL news here, Mike. And uh, our buddy Justin Dunk over at Three Down Nation released a list of what the starting quarterbacks in the CFL will make in 2021 and no surprise bc's mike Riley tops the list at five hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars in hard money for the 2021 season with bo levi mitchell coming in right behind him at number two at five hundred and sixteen thousand dollars and trevor harris sitting at number three just below mitchell at five hundred and fifteen thousand dollars there were some takeaways from this that i found interesting the five highest paid quarterbacks are all in the west division zach claros came in at fourth at 410 and cody fajardo uh, came in at 404, a salary he shares with the East Division's highest paid quarterback, which is Vernon Adams of Montreal. Then you had Matt Nichols coming in at number seven with 317,000 in hard money for the 2021 season. And Nick Arbuckle brought up the rear with $271,000 in hard money for 2021 in the ninth spot, which leaves one player we ha- I haven't mentioned yet. And that is Jeremiah Mazzoli, who is incredibly just the eighth highest paid quarterback in the CFL for 2021 with $287,000 in hard money. If you read the piece by Dunkster, you will find out that Mazzoli can make up to $365,500 if he hits all of his incentives. 
but that would still just make him the seventh highest paid quarterback in 2021. Mike, maybe it's just me, and feel free to say so, but I do not understand how Jeremiah Mazzoli can be making less money than Cody Fajardo, Zach Caleros, and Matt freaking Nichols. Like the Ticats, you have to agree, and I think all fans should agree with this, cut an absolute steal with this contract, and now it kind of makes more sense why they were able to keep him and Dane Evans together, and they were able to bring Ja'Gary Davis back and sign all these guys. Jeremiah Mazzoli, the 2018 runner-up for most outstanding player, is the eighth highest paid quarterback in the CFL. That is insane to me. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, you know, you bring up Matt Nichols, and it, he had some experience. Cody Fajardo is the big guy that, that bounce, you know, jumps off the page to me. I mean, this guy had, what, one good year, and it wasn't even that great. Like, it was, on, it was good. It was good because every other quarterback got hurt. If Bo Levi yeah. Mitchell doesn't get hurt last year, Bo Levi Mitchell is the West MLP nominee. You know what I mean? Like, Cody Fajardo threw 18 touchdown passes. Mikhail Bethel-Thompson led the league in touchdown passes last year, and he doesn't even have a contract for the season. So, like, quarterback play was affected majorly by injuries in, in 2019, and that's why Fajardo is, was the, was the runner-up for MLP that year. Right. I'm not sold on Fajardo yet. Um, me neither and and i'm not sold on arbuckle either he didn't look i mean he looked pretty good but he didn't look spectacular uh, i watched all those games and he, he was a pretty good quarterback but i don't know if you can set your hat on you know bringing him forward as your franchise quarterback you know we've seen over and over and over and over again these one-year wonders in the cfl and then you know the next year it's just nothing you know it's just garbage you know there's been several of them in the in the recent history so um they they may be called franchise quarterbacks, but they have yet to be proven. You know, yeah. they have not proven it to me yet. Oh, for sure. Like Riley and Bo being the top two, no quibbles there. And Mazzoli um, has he has proven yeah, that he's absolutely. a he's a franchise guy. And credit to him, Mazzoli is a team guy, man. He wants to play for the Tiger Cats because on at least two occasions he could have left and made a lot more money. So um, my hat is off to him. He wants to win a championship with with our team. Um, Dane Evan wants to win a championship with our team. Uh, these guys are, are true team players, and it shows by their numbers uh, you know, on their salaries. Uh, another little piece of Ticats news, Mike. Terrell Sutton, longtime Montreal Alouette and, of course, one-time Hamilton Tigercat, announced his retirement this week. Uh, he finishes his career playing 77 total games with 4,044 yards on the ground, 1,665 yards through the air, and 21 total touchdowns. Uh, great player. Loved watching him play all his years in the CFL. Will obviously most be remembered for his time as a member of the Montreal Alouettes. But he did make an indelible mark on the Hamilton Tiger Cats and in Tiger Cats history with one simple quote, and I'm wearing it on my T-shirt as we record this, in love of what he said, Oski Wee Wee motherfucker he yelled that after scoring a touchdown in a 2019 game against winnipeg and it caught everyone's attention took Mm -hmm. the league by storm we printed t-shirts they sell especially initially sold like hotcakes as i said i'm wearing one to uh to show my appreciation for sutton saying it and for uh, recognizing him in his retirement didn't play very long for the ticats but he will always be remembered for being a hamilton tiger cat despite only playing a handful of games Ty Cat legend. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, he uh 
that you know i i think i must have had a washroom break or something because i did not see that live and i remember coming back to the game and looking on my phone and twitter, on twitter blew up and it was pasted everywhere and i was like where is this coming from and then i i quickly found out what happened but uh yeah, a great career from Terrell Sutton. At one point was probably, you know, if not one, number two uh, running back in the league. Um, he could catch greater the backfield. He was a very multi-talented guy. And uh, like you said, he made his mark on uh, with the Ticats fandom with uh, a simple little phrase. Yeah, I think he led the league in rushing in like 2015 or 2016. Um, I think, I think uh, he's not as highly regarded amongst fans league-wide simply because he played for some really bad Montreal teams. But mm-hmm. he got to a great cup with the Ticats. Uh, unfortunately, didn't win. But if I recall, he played pretty well in that game. I think he had like 80-something yards rushing, which is like, that might as right. well be 200 yards with, with, with the way the Ticats like to run the ball sometimes. But uh, no, definitely a really good career. Uh, but yeah, for, for us, I think we'll uh, mostly remember his time in the black and gold for that uh, that great quote. Absolutely, absolutely. He's, he uh, he made his mark in his short time. Yeah, uh, there's no easy way to talk to segue to the next uh, next thing we're going to talk about here, Mike. Um, Chris Schultz, longtime member of the CFL on TSN, uh, tragically passed away at 61 due to a heart attack last week. Um, man, this just sucks. Uh, 61. It, he's younger than my dad. You know what I mean? He's barely mm-hmm. older than my mother. People that age shouldn't die. He was always uh, a fun presence on the panel. Uh, didn't know him personally. Met him one time. Uh, interestingly enough, I was taking the subway from home uh, when I lived in Toronto to school. And I just got on the car and I sit down and I look over and there's this just massive human being sitting in, in the seats uh, across the aisle from me. And I look over and I go oh my God, it's Chris Schultz. So I went over, I said, hello. I said, uh, really appreciate your insight. I can't remember. We talked about the Ticats. I, I can't remember what year it was. I don't know if they were doing well, but I asked him like, what did you think about the team? And and I want to say it was like 07s or 08. So I think he said something about Casey Printers and how he thinks, mm. oh, maybe Kate, you know, they finally have their solution at quarterback and, and they, they have some good young talent and yada, yada, yada. But I guess remember that after that, they weren't very good. Um, but he, you know, he took the time on his, I'm assuming was his commute to work or maybe his commute home from work. I can't remember if I was going to a night class. Like, I just remember I was going towards the university, not away from it. So I, so it could have been at night cause I did have night classes. Just, uh, just t- took that, you know, couple minutes to, to talk to a guy on the subway. And that was the only ever interaction I had with Chris Schultz, but, uh, he made, uh, it's one of those things that you, you kind of remember like, Hey, I, I got to meet that guy one time and. When he was on the panel, I always loved his insight. I thought him not being a quarterback or a receiver was gave him a, a keen, keener insight or a different insight into what was going on in the field and uh, obviously feel horrendous for his family and friends and all the people he worked with at TSN that are going to miss him tremendously. And uh, this just sucks. That's That's pretty much all there is to it. Yeah, it, it does suck. I always enjoyed him on the panel too. Um, very insightful guy. Whether you're talking NFL or CFL, but he had a real pride uh, about the CFL. I remember listening to him on radio shows, and he, I think it was, I think it was the Hamilton Tiger Cats. It might have been the Argonauts. One of the two that, when he was a young boy, he used to you know watch them practice through the through the fence, and um, he talked he talked about the time in his CF in the CFL uh, just as glowingly as the time 
he had in the NFL. So, yeah, we lost a we lost a guy that who who had a huge passion for football on both sides of the border, and he will be missed. Yeah, a literal and figurative giant of the game of Canadian football, and I mean, th- this is a guy that. He, he played for the Dallas Cowboys with Tom Landry as his head coach and then mm, came to the crazy. CFL and w- played on a team that was owned by John Candy and Wayne Gretzky yeah. and played with, like, and then spent, you know, the, the the later years of his life educating other people on the game of football on a weekly basis. And uh, you're right, whether it was the NFL or the CFL, he just, it you could tell his passion and love of the game come through the television when you heard yep. him talk about it. And it's, it's, that's going to be a very, very large hole, both literally and figuratively for them to fill. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, just a sad day. That's, that's, uh, I don't, I don't want to belabor the point too much, but, uh, so let's, uh, move on to the last bit of news, Mike. And this is, uh, we're going to try to end on a happy note. We don't want to end on a sad note here. Uh, you had a fun interaction with a member of the team and he kind of asked the podcast to give him a hand here. So why don't you take this mm-hmm. away and tell us what's going on? Our boy Dylan Wynn uh, wanted to know who at, who at this point, like, let's be honest, is he basically the show's official player mascot? Like, mm-hmm. he's he's got to be our I collective think so. I think favorite player. We should player send right him now. some merch. I'm we probably sure. should. We probably should send yeah. him some, some t-shirts. Yeah, well, much much appreciated yeah. the, the interactions and everything. Yeah, um, maybe his dad can yeah, help he him out, to and know. Uh, maybe uh, we could get some sizes so we can send them to him. There you go. Yeah, send, let us know. I know a family member listens to the show. He'll uh, relay the message to you, but... Uh, Excellent. Hit us uh, up. Mr. Wynn wanted to know if uh, he should keep his sack dance the same, or, or should should he change it? So we put the poll out there, and it was overwhelmingly in favor of keeping the Rick Rude-style sack dance. And I, I must say for myself, I'm glad that uh, it turned out this way, because it's the best sack celebration in the whole league. Oh, oh, without a doubt. It, 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 there's no I question here. It blows Charlton Hughes' surfing oh. out of the water. It's, it's not even comparison. No, it's it. The the, the didn't they Edmonton used to do like somersaults? I, that was kind of cool. But this, come on, the flippy doos. The flippy ah, doos. Like oh my god, I forgot. I used to call them the flippy yeah. doos. Yeah, don't flippy do when you're playing the Hamilton Tigers. <laughs> that bothered me. Okay. Flippy doos. Oh my god, that's a blast from the past. Jeez, that's yeah. like year one stuff from you there. I know, it's vintage uh, Podsky Mike right there. Oh, my Lord. Uh, look, I would have been interested to see what new stuff he could have cooked up. Maybe maybe with the, the this XFL merger, it would have been some sort of people's elbow type situation. Or maybe he, he starts giving quarterbacks the rock bottom and, you know, tells them to know their role and shut their mouths. I, I'm not sure. Uh, but I, too, am, am glad that uh, the polls overwhelmingly uh, – favored keeping the uh the hip swivel because uh, there's just something mesmerizing about a man that size taking down a quarterback and then getting up and then just just doing the dance and and mm-hmm. just 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 so everyone's aware when he does that i am in the stands doing it with him so when he does i, I like his sack dance i like ted laurent sack dance where he rubs the belly well that's a good one that's a good one too um, but both interior defensive linemen have incredible sack dances yeah i mean now we just got to see if uh Garrett davis come up with a signature dance and julian hauser needs one too and uh we got we got the tie cats sack dance team on on the field there it's uh it's there. It's some entertaining stuff, but no, I'm 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 really glad that that win's going to stick with the uh, the old hips swivel, the Rick Rude or Val Venus, what whatever wrestler you think of. I mean, when we get when we get wrestling and, and CFL together, that's kind of our bread and butter. Yeah, and we all know that now that I have the jersey, uh, the Tie Cats are not allowed to uh, let him go, and uh, <laughs> he is not allowed to 
uh, venture out into other opportunities. So he's a, he's a tie cat forever. He's got to be. I mean, the yeah, the amount of jerseys that I have tucked away in a Rubbermaid bin of players that were quote unquote yeah. tie cats forever. Uh, right. It would yeah. it would take an entire episode to list the names of the players whose jerseys I have. But uh, no, I, I he, like I said, he's one of our favorite players, and I'm uh, I'm very glad the. Uh, the sack dance is sticking around. I, I look forward to seeing the first one at Tim Hortons Field, hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully in June rather than in September, but uh, we, we'll see about that. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't believe this, Mike, but we have not hit the hour mark yet, and we are done. This is uh, this might be a new a new record for us, shortest wow. show ever. Um, but there still was lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, this was kind of a slapdash episode you and I put together, but I'm glad we did it. Glad we could talk about uh, the XFL stuff because that was uh, I mean that's blowing up the internet. So uh, let's see what yeah. more, what, what what this partnership or collaboration can have in store, and hopefully we'll be back sooner than later talking about the uh, the start of the season and and things getting settled and. Who knows? Maybe uh, maybe a new league will form at some point. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm at first I was negative about this, Mike, but now talking to you and kind of getting the juices flowing, it, it's got me a little bit excited. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's an exciting time. Things are happening, um, and I think it's going to be a new beginning for for this league, a new beginning for for a lot of things. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're just gonna have to wait and see what what happens. But we'll be back to, if, if there's any other breaking news that's you know noteworthy, we will be back to record. When's uh, when's the last time the CFL was at this had this sort of foothold on the national sporting discussion in the month of March? Probably never, right? Probably never. No, I mean, it basically when the season ends, you know, the, the coverage ends. Um, even when the season's going, it seems yeah, there's no coverage. So for for you know all these big outlets to be talking about CFL football in March is a uh, Whatever happens, uh, that that's a good thing, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, if this is as far as this goes, and, and I'm with you, I don't think it is. But if this is as far as it goes, it got the CFL on the national sporting landscape at a time when they've missed an entire season, haven't played in, what, nearly 20 months, 18 months, something like that. And it's at the forefront of the sports discussion while the NHL is going on, while the NBA is going on, uh, while NFL free agency is about to open up, like – this this news took everyone by surprise and it kind of took captured everyone's imagination. So, I mean, at worst case scenario, it got the CFL on the tips of people's tongues, and you know, uh, all publicity is good publicity, as they say. So, it's yep. uh, it, it it can be an exciting time. We'll have to see where this all heads, and uh, when when we finally get some more stuff to talk about, you and I will sit down and we'll we'll talk some more. And we'll bake a cake. Too. We will bake a cake. All right, that was Podski Weeby for this week. I'm Josh Smith, and I'm Mike Graham. Eat them raw. Eat them raw.